This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by ExpressVPN and by Gabby. Well, we should uh, probably start out by briefly mentioning that uh, Elliot was correct in his prediction regarding the exhibition boxing match between Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather that took place this past Sunday. Basically, the two traded blows. They traded hugs and kisses. Yeah, for the entire eight rounds, though, going the distance and resulting in nobody winning because there were no judges. It was knockout or nothing, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we say traded blows in quotes because they spent the majority of the time during the bout just hanging on each other and moving slowly around the ring. Though, as many have pointed out, and I I wish we could show it, but we can't, obviously, for very obvious reasons, there did seem to be a point in the fight where Mayweather actually did potentially accidentally knock out Logan Paul. He hit him pretty hard. And then held him up until Paul regained his footing. Yeah. uh, Like, presumably whispering, hey, you gotta get the fuck up. We we had a couple more rounds here. It's pro wrestling. I love it. Uh, yeah, so that you know, he got up eventually, and the fight was prolonged, and it resulted in a draw because there were no judges. There was clearly stats shown on the str- on the stream that showed that Mayweather would have won if there no, were. Yeah, yeah, he dominated just in terms of like every metric that a judge would look at. But who's to say who won? You know who won? Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, because they got paid and Triller. No, it was Showtime this time. Oh, this was Showtime. Yeah. Big what, leagues. What happened to Triller? Uh, those were all the Jake Paul fights. But uh, as expected, Elliot, the official commentators repeatedly throughout the entire fight referred to Logan Paul as Jake Paul, uh, and then referred to Jake Paul as Jake Paul because he kept uh, like they kept cutting to him, being like, "That's my brother. He's up there and he's winning." Yeah. Like live commentary by Jake Paul on the sidelines. Uh, but look, needless to say, as sad as it is to say. Logan Paul kind of won when you consider that regardless of the fact that this was completely milking people for money, even Mayweather admitted that this was highway robbery, that uh, Logan Paul, regardless if it was a real fight, went eight rounds with Floyd Mayweather. Despite the fact that he has like half a foot on him and uh, Floyd Mayweather is 44 years old. Yeah, it was a very funny image seeing them in the ring together. Yes. Although Floyd Mayweather... I didn't realize this. Very long arms. Yeah. Like, he has almost the same reach as Logan Paul, despite being, like, six inches shorter. Yeah, but it was fu- uh, funny seeing them matched up, and just the yeah. the, the size difference was uh, very noticeable. But still, yeah. he went eight rounds with Floyd Mayweather, and if you don't look at any other stats besides that, it's commendable. It was a, The entire thing was a, a business decision, and uh, he, won. Yeah. he won. He won the business decision. Yeah, I believe... I could be wrong on this, but I think Mayweather got like over fifty million, yeah. and Logan Paul got like twenty million. Yeah. So uh, good for them, bad for everyone else on earth. Yeah. Anyone, anyone dumb enough to pay for this shit, you got guys. That was the thing was like you were saying, you're just like even if it was Logan Paul versus whoever, why are you paying for it? But specifically, you said Mayweather fights are literally just yeah him going the distance. Mayweather's like one of the greats because he figured out he hacked boxing and made it really <laughs> fucking boring by realizing that it's a uh, uh, mostly a defensive sport, yeah. and which is not fun to watch. But um, when you when you fight like Mayweather, you win a lot of fights based on points. Tiring the other person yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. And uh, with that, he had the perfect skill set for this kind of fake uh, boxing fight, actually. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know which one the other Paul brothers fighting next, but uh, continue to not pay for these because... Yeah. What are you doing? It's pointless. Anyway, with that out of the way, let's move on. So... Um, 
a prank that was popularized in the hit film Wedding Crashers, has killed once again. Mm -hmm. And this time it looks intentional. So the, uh, the Visine prank, it's been around for a while, even before the 2005 comedy repopularized it. But uh, the end result, desired by anyone attempting this as a joke, has always been uh, completely wrong, scientifically. It's been misrepresented both in urban legends and as a plot device in the previously mentioned film, where you add a couple drops of Visine or comparable eye drops into someone's drink, and it's going to give them instant and hilarious explosive diarrhea. Gotcha. Thing is, it doesn't. Yeah. And you should never mess with anyone else's drink in the first place. Yeah. It doesn't give the recipient diarrhea. What you're actually doing is literally poisoning someone. Uh-huh. Now, we're we're probably pretty sure that the intention behind adding that scene into Wedding Crashers wasn't to inspire copycat pranks, but people are impressionable, and in the years that followed the release of that film, there were a number of cases of people being poisoned this way, with the person behind it claiming that they'd seen it in the movie and thought that they were just going to hilariously make someone defecate in their trousers. I mean, even if it was just that, that it's, would be a crime. It's, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> that still would still poisoning. be a fucking crime. Yeah. Uh, now, in case you don't understand sarcasm, it's not funny to put anything in anyone's drink that doesn't belong there. And it's really not funny to give someone diarrhea despite what any number of films throughout history would lead you to believe. This was huge in the 90s. I remember uh, specifically Three Ninjas had a scene where, uh, now, to be fair, they were burglars breaking into the house. So maybe they deserved a little bit of diarrhea. Oh, I remember but, uh, this, yeah. Yeah, still, the eyedrop prank, whether used intentionally to poison someone or just as a goof because it's been mis misrepresented, does not cause diarrhea and actually can get someone killed. Yeah, we're only bringing up the eyedrop prank aspect of this, mainly as a warning in case any of you idiots... <laughs> wherever to want to try this as a goof. Mm -hmm. um, but that leads us into this very serious reason why not to. Because someone literally just killed someone and is currently facing murder charges over poisoning their friend by intentionally poisoning them with these drops yeah. in a beverage. And apparently, this happens all the time. You simple, simply Google uh, this story and you'll see that it has resulted in numerous recent cases involving people who are poisoning their enemies with eye drops, presumably in at least some cases, so they could claim it was just a prank, bro. Yeah, there's a prank. Kids in uh, high school that did it like a year after the movie came out and they were all just like, we didn't know. We didn't know that it was going to poison them. We thought it'd be hilarious when they shit their pants. The only ethical way to do this is uh, via the Epic Hack Challenge, which was very popular on YouTube in the olden days. But, where, that, but you, yeah. you tell someone, you're like, this is Epic Hack. It's, gonna it, make you throw it's up. going to make you throw up. I'll give you $100. If you take it. And they're yeah. like, yeah, how bad could it be? And it's like, no, oh, it's oh, the, this is the drug they give people who are like overdosing on uh, all sorts of drugs. But I it guarantee will make you, you empty your stomach. I guarantee you, because of the fact that Family Guy did the episode with it, that people went out there and just gave it to their friends unknowingly. Yeah, that's fucked Resulting up. in a big old mess. Don't poison people, guys. This is <laughs> Poisoning, the, the whole thing behind this story is poisoning You're people. poisoning someone. Is bad. Anyway, from the recent reports, uh, this one's from ABC News. When police officers arrived at 62-year-old Lynn Hernan's home in Pawiki, Wisconsin in 2018, they found her dead, seated in her living room recliner next to a table filled with prescription pills with what appeared to be crushed medication on her chest, according to a police report. The case was initially ruled a drug overdose, but two years and eight months after Hernan's death, investigators have announced a stunning new development. A woman who claimed to be Hernan's friend and caregiver is now facing charges of killing her by allegedly spiking Hernan's water bottle with a lethal dose of eye drops and staging the victim's home to make it appear to be accidental or a suicide. 
according to a criminal complaint filed in Waukesha County Court. So the story continues. The suspect, Jesse R. Kruszewski, is also accused of defrauding Hernan of nearly $300,000 and allegedly blowing most of the money on gambling at casinos and expensive gifts, including spa treatment for friends and acquaintances, according to the criminal complaint. Kurzuski had a motive, the method, and the opportunity to intentionally cause the death of Hernan, the criminal complaint states. I mean, look, I got to say, the whole $300,000 worth of embezzlement should have been a pretty big red flag here. Yeah, yeah. Generally, when people accidentally die of a drug overdose, there isn't a bunch of uh, red flags coming from the yeah. banking side of their life right after and around that time. Yeah. That's usually a dead giveaway. And if you were one of the friends that went on this spending spree, count yourself lucky that she got caught because you might have been next. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got to stay on Poisoner's good side or they'll poison you. Yeah. Uh, and like we said, th this apparently happens very often. Uh, this article cited three other cases just in the past few years. So put a cover on that drink. How is this substance so good at making my eyes instantly uh, not red? And also murdering people if you put just a few drops of it in a drink. I have no idea, but yeah, they, <laughs> in a lot of the stories, they go into the fact that uh, like it's like very safe for eyes. We don't want to tell anyone this isn't safe for eyes. It's yeah. great for eyes, but don't drink it. Because like there's, I mean, it's understandable that people wouldn't realize just how dangerous this shit yeah! could be. And the bottles like that. Yeah, big. you You're buy like... it at the gas station for like two dollars, and uh, when you smoke weed before class, put a few drops in, and it works great. Like. No, no pain. Feels nice, actually, if your, uh, your eyes are a little itchy. Feels cool and minty. And uh, why would I ever think that... Maybe it'll clear drinking... out the redness on the inside. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, you would never guess. But this is like, when, like in a sinister way, this is kind of like when Breaking Bad, like, oh, popularized ricin? ricin. Yeah, you suddenly had a lot of uh, attempted yeah. ricin murders right yeah. after that. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's horrible. But don't poison people. That's your uh, rule for the day. Internet Today is a anti-poisoning YouTube channel. <laughs> yes, we are. But moving on now, and speaking of things that we had no idea could be dangerous, apparently cicadas. Yeah. So those billions of brood cicadas, they're currently annoying the hell out of people in about half the country with their obnoxious, loud mating songs. Yeah. That can reach decibel levels similar to chainsaws, motorcycles, or concerts. We've also reported on the fact that this year's swarm of cicadas, they're they're hooked on drugs that turn them into sex fiends and cause their entire ass to fall off yeah. and turn them gay. It's a big saga that we've been following. But aside from being extremely annoying and very horny, cicadas have also already caused at least one injury this year, and it happened exactly like we thought it would. According to CBS News, a flying cicada caused driver to crash car into pole, Cincinnati police say. A flying cicada was blamed for causing a car crash in Ohio. The insect flew through an open window, striking the driver in the face on Monday night, Cincinnati police said. The motorist drove off the road and crashed into a utility pole, damaging the vehicle. The motorist sustained minor injuries, but police tweeted photos showing the car was heavily damaged, adding that, quote, Cincinnati police advised motorists to keep their windows closed for the time being. <laughs> I mean, like... Roll them up. I get it. These yeah. things, they look like a scary book. They are big, they're loud. Like, every natural instinct about uh, wildlife leads you to believe that this thing is angry and wants to hurt you. Yes. When, in fact, it is a big, stupid bug that just wants to fuck. Yeah. And that's it. If a tiny wasp can do so much damage, couldn't this other insect that's much larger... Yeah. 
They are like, I've never even seen one of these things in real life, but I see pictures of people with them like on their clothes. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I fuck that. I would be terrified. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want that. Yeah. You can, you can go on all day about how I've got nothing to worry about. I don't want it near me. That's what we were saying in the last, like, when the first time we covered this, is just like, if one of these dropped in your hair, you'd run yeah. around like crazy. He, just yes, yes. <laughs> I would jump into a fucking fire. Yeah, <laughs> just, just to get away from this damn thing. I mean, this could have got way out of hand. It could have gone way worse. And we're just glad that there was no one in the path of this car, whether it was a human or another car, uh, because this random cicada decided to bug this guy and fly into his uh, into his window. Uh, but it is also funny that everyone in Ohio and the surrounding states are advised to keep their windows rolled up uh, so that there aren't more accidents attributed to these bugs. Everybody, we got to keep the windows up until the end of summer. It's just yeah. hopefully you have AC in your car. <laughs> Man. Because the uh, the other way could get a lot worse. In Ohio in the summer. Ugh. Yeah. It's a fucking swamp. Still, hey, look, for anyone out there watching, there is a free excuse for anyone that's involved in a collision. Uh, it was just the goddamn cicada swarm. Yeah. Just, and you grab a few cicada asses off the ground and spread them around your car. Just keep a few in your glove box. Yeah, you're good to go. Just drop the glove box and be like, look, they were in here. They were swarming all over yeah. the place. It was chaos. What did you want me what to do? What was I supposed to do? Anyways, moving on now to the reason that you might not have had access to some of the largest websites on the internet earlier this week and why everyone suddenly became aware of CDNs. Mm -hmm. From Wired, early Tuesday morning, large portions of the web sputtered out for about an hour. The downside shared no obvious theme or geography. The outages were global and they hit everything from Reddit to Spotify to the New York Times. And yes, also Wired. In fact, the only thing they have in common is Fastly, a content delivery network, CDN, provider whose pre-dawn hiccup reverberated across the internet. Uh, they then go on to explain what a CDN does, which is act like a relay for hosted content so that it can be delivered to users faster. Mm -hmm. uh, they explain it in baseball terms. <laughs> Rather than try to throw the ball to home plate on their own, an outfielder will instead toss it to an infielder who in turn fires it to the catcher. It's faster and more efficient. I, hey, perfect analogy. Yeah, I got there it. There you go. I got yeah. it. Servers over here, yeah. CDN, you the user. Yeah, you keep it right here in the middle so everyone can have it. So the CDN in question fastly experienced a massive disruption, which caused a huge outage for a ton of people and businesses. More like slowly. <laughs> What's odd is that according to the article, these CDNs have lots of fail-safes in place to avoid these kinds of issues. As explained by computer scientist Ramesh Sitaraman, uh, in principle, there is massive redundancy. If a server fails, other servers could take over the load. If an entire data center fails, the load can be moved to other data centers. If things work perfectly, you could have many network outages, data center problems, and server failures. The CDN's resiliency mechanisms would ensure that the users never see the degradation. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure these systems are always having some sorts of issues that they're designed to overcome. Yeah. So yeah, this is interesting. So as for how everything failed leading to Tuesday's outage, uh, the statement from Fastly Reps was, quote, we identified a service configuration that triggered disruptions across our POPs globally and have disabled that configuration. Our global network is coming back online. So that's a broad enough answer for people, I guess. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't know what any of that means. Yeah, just... Uh, POPs. <laughs> Got to have my POPs. Yeah. Uh, so the internet went down. Wasn't Cloudflare. CDNs are a thing that support content online. That failed. But the internet is back. Yeah. So you may resume watching videos and browsing Reddit. Uh, with the internet safely back online and with more stories to talk about, including an update on a, a few stories that we've covered recently and a mysterious disappearance of one of YouTube's biggest, most explosive stars. 
<laughs> kind of ties in with the story from earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that, let's take a quick break to thank today's sponsors, starting with ExpressVPN. When you use the bathroom, you... <laughs> Why is this happening? When you're in the bathroom with your friends <laughs> doing the Harlem Shake... When you're in the bathroom, uh, unlike some content creators out there, you close the door behind you, right? Uh, you don't want some random passerby looking on you. Or filming it. <laughs> Look, for the sake of argument, you close the door. Yeah. All right. All yeah. right. Uh, so, yeah, you wouldn't want people to look at you when you go online, right? Using, <laughs> using the internet without ExpressVPN. <laughs> Whew. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. <laughs> Did you know that your internet service provider like Comcast or Verizon knows every single website that you visit? <laughs> I'm still breaking up. <laughs> And what's worse is they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. We use ExpressVPN on all of our devices. It works on everything, phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected even if they don't have ExpressVPN. And the best part is using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing the bathroom door. No one else coming in. It's time for some alone time. I'm, just, I'm out of control. I can't stop laughing. I have just, the giggles. You just fire up the app, you click one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless others. So if you're like us and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash todaydaily today. Use our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash todaydaily, and you can get an extra three months free. That is expressvpn.com slash todaydaily. <laughs> Daily. <laughs> There's nothing funny about that. I just can't stop laughing. It happens. All right. <laughs> Whew. Okay. This episode is also sponsored by Gabby. There are hundreds of companies out there claiming to compare auto and home insurance rates, but there's only one who actually does it. Get a better insurance with Gabby. Gabby is the one true comparison platform with fast, verifiable quotes, not ballpark guesses. Use your current policy to find a better policy, comparing your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers, all in one place. Use your current uh, insurance information to get started. It is free, and they only show you policies that are the same or better than your current coverage, many of them at a lower price. Uh, Elliot got some help uh, yeah. finding out that you had the best rate available. Yeah, the whole, the whole thing took like five, ten minutes. It was mm-hmm. very easy. Just logged in with my uh, AAA logins, and uh, yeah. Figured out once and for all that I actually do have great coverage. Yeah. Gave me peace of mind. And that was very nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. And that could be you. They'll never sell your info. So no annoying spam and robocalls. Put your policy to the test like I did. Get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to check. And there's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash Today Daily. That is G-A-B-I dot com slash Today Daily. Gabby.com slash Today Daily. Now, back into the news. Uh, here at Internet Today World News Headquarters, we pride ourselves on bringing you the hard-hitting journalism that you have come to expect from two random guys online, even during slow news days. And that's why we're bringing you one of the biggest bombshell reports that we have ever had to cover, because one of the world's largest children's entertainers has gone missing. Where is Blippy? Where's Blippy? And why does the official Blippi channel think they can get away with replacing the real Blippi with someone else? Clearly, this is not the real Blippi. Do they think children have face blindness? I think that's what they assume over at Blippi HQ. Hmm. They'll never notice. Like, if I had a baby, 
and I shaved my beard, that baby would freak the fuck out. Yeah, it would take days. Yeah. yeah. So you think you can switch up your blippies and no one's going to notice? Especially when they're hooked on this shit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's right. With no explanation, no announcement, no reasoning whatsoever, Blippy has been replaced by some copycat who has dressed up in Blippy's signature uniform and presented himself in the same over-the-top excitement for learning that Blippy is famous for. But that, my friends, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, that is not Blippy. And they thought they could get away with it without us noticing, too. The premier Blippy news reporters. That is not Blippy. No. And this change came suddenly for parents and uh, their children. Uh, sometime over the past few weeks, normal Blippy videos have had imposter videos interspersed throughout the upload schedule. Mm -hmm. One day there's a video with the real Blippy, the next, the imposter, leading many to justifiably worry that this will become the biggest Mandela effect of this new generation. Yeah. Imagine if, if like, say two years from now, the new Blippy has taken over, created hundreds of videos, and they just delete all yeah. the old Blippy videos. Who would ever know? It's a real Berenstain Bear situation. Yeah. Yeah, just last week there was an upload where Blippy... One of the blippies. The, the real blippy. Oh, the real blippy. Explores the wonder of public transportation by touring a city bus. Now, that is clearly the real blippy. But then, a mere three days later, another video was uploaded to the official blippy channel where blippy, quote, explores a children's museum. And that's that's not blippy. That is not blippy. Folks, come on. Jeez. Who the hell is that? Well, we, of course, have no solid proof as to why there is a new blippy appearing in videos randomly. But... It isn't hard to assume that the original Blippy, the guy who shit into his friend's asshole while... <laughs> Show the picture from, uh, is it BuzzFeed? <laughs> That's the hardest rendition. Yeah. Uh, not, so that guy, obviously, uh, you know, maybe he wants an exit strategy because... <laughs> <laughs> there is, sure, there's a definite, there's a finite amount of time that you can portray a children's character before aging out of the role... Like Steve from Blue's Clues. Also, like the the real Blippy, like as you know, he started off trying to be like a shock comedian. Yeah. And this Blippy thing, I don't know if he really expected it to work out the way it did, but when it did, he obviously had to had to do it because he's very rich now. But, yeah, it uh, makes an astronomical amount of money. They sell toys everywhere. It would be understandable if he's just like, I can't take this shit anymore. I just want to poop in my friend's ass. <laughs> no, what I think is like, look, kids are dumb. Also, like, there's a new generation of kids being born every yeah. single day. So eventually, they're going to get used to this new blippy. And then you just sit back and you just, even if it's like half of what you made previously, uh, you're still making money passively. You're not really doing Why anything. Why didn't you just deep fake this? I don't know if Blippi has the technology or the resources or the, the care. Blippi has an empire. Yeah. He, could, he could afford it. Anyways, finding a new blippy would allow Steven Grossman... The character, the steezy Grossman, <laughs> the person behind the character, to step back from that character while still being able to monetize everything that is created going forward, minus production costs, which include a pay rate for the new Blippy. Like uh, it's passive income now. Yeah, it's like uh, Bozo the Clown. There's a whole bunch of Bozos the Clown. There was a Bozo the Clown dying. I remember uh, when I was, I don't know, older than a teenager in my twenties. Like every couple of years, I'd be like, "Hey, Bozo the Clown died. What? Didn't that already happen?" There's a lot of Bozos. Exactly. Now, this could, but he was wearing makeup. It's harder to tell. Yeah. This could continue throughout time, the replacement Blippi. It could have, they, this production company could have new Blippies assuming the role every couple of years, creating new content for new generations while our bones are turning to dust. Why doesn't he go inter international like Sesame Street, have a Blippi in every country? Uh, I think that's probably on the horizon if it probably. hasn't been done already. Might as well. But will kids know the difference? That's the real question here. Yeah. Will it upset them? Uh, the answer so far has been yes. According to tweets aggregated by Distractify, 
did they not think my extremely observant four-year-old would notice a different dude playing hashtag Blippy? Tweeted Bobby Dawson. Oh, our oldest was way into his videos. But, like, did they think kids just wouldn't notice it's a whole different person? That's crazy, wrote Caroline tweeted. Uh, we, uh, we, now, we have a few friends who have uh, blippy-aged children. Yeah. We asked them if they notice a difference, and the results will not shock you. The old blippy is gone. New blippy sucks! I want, my, I want my old blippy back. So it's actually surprising that the blippy industrial complex thought that they could get away with this in the first place, considering they already angered fans by selling tickets to... Uh, <laughs> I forgot about this. Yeah, yeah. they sold li- tickets to live Blippi events where this exact scenario played out. Fans paid for tickets to see Blippi, and it was a different Blippi at the live events. So people what are you were, doing? People were rightfully fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah. That's like if I pay to see a band and I show up and it's a cover band. Yeah. Like, this is not the same thing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, we will be sure to keep our eyes on this scandal as it plays out. <laughs> will Steezy Grossman be able to put... Blippy behind him, or is he going to have to get back in? He glasses? seems like a like we okay. Look, we should uh, I, not preface this because we're talking about it a- afterwards. But we should say that we've already been over this. Whatever he did in his past wasn't harming anyone except for his other friend. Yeah. And look, he makes educational programming for children that is very, I think, a net positive yeah, overall. No, it's 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 good. It's way better than that. Like crazy Russian uh, content farming shit that was going out there. Even Coco Melon. Sits wrong with me. I, I don't I've even seen a, know what that is. I've seen a couple cocoa melons because of friends' kids who come. Like they'll be like, "Yeah, they put on the cocoa melon. They love it." What is uh, it? My brother's daughter watches cocoa melon. It kind of seems like the Russian shit, but apparently it's it's it. It just seems like the Russian shit. It's just CGI. songs. It's yeah, it's CGI baby things and songs yeah. okay. that are like fair use, but they make their own songs out of it. Mm. But uh, and Blippy, the real person, seems like a normal. Well-adjusted person these days. So. I mean, yeah, he uh, he struck gold. It's just Good funny that he tried to replace himself with a different actor yeah. with no explanation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like if you want to just keep the gravy train going, just start re-uploading the same videos. Just delete your old videos and re-upload them. Children are stupid. Like, well, that's they're th- not stupid enough to not recognize faces, but they're stupid enough to not uh, remember that they watched a video already. That's the thing, though. Is I don't even think he needs to re-upload it. Is because like you just type in Blippy dump yeah. truck, and it's like. Kids will rewatch that shit a bazillion when times. When I was a kid, before any of this internet shit, I had like three tapes yeah. when I was four years old. I watched them like every day. Yeah. I never got bored of it. Mm-hmm. It was like fucking like Muppets and Sesame Street. I would watch like the same fucking shit every day. Never yeah. got old. That's what they do now. Like when my friend's daughter just asks for Cocoa Melon. Put the Cocoa Melon on. Yeah. Yeah. Bought her, I bought her a Cocoa Melon doll. They had to take the batteries out. Got very annoying very oh, quick. Yeah, no no electrical children's toys. That shit no. is bad news. Anyways, uh, let's get into some updates about stories we've been covering in the past, starting with that pharmacist who intentionally ruined 500 doses of COVID-19 oh, vaccine. Yeah. Back when supplies were running very low and becoming increasingly hard to find as states started to relax the age restrictions that were in place. Stephen Brandenburg, a flat earther, 9-11 truther, and admitted conspiracy theorist who believed he is a prophet and that vaccines are the product of the devil, quote, pleaded guilty in February to two felony counts of attempting to tamper with a consumer product. He had admitted to intentionally removing the doses manufactured by Moderna from a refrigerator for hours at Aurora Medical Center in Grafton, located just north of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So according to ABC News, Brandenburg faced a maximum penalty of 10 years of imprisonment at $250,000 in fines for each felony count. Prosecutors asked for a sentence of three years and five months. And, uh, yeah, they got pretty much what they asked for as Brandenburg was sentenced to three years in prison on Tuesday of this week. Yeah. 
In a statement before receiving his sentence, Brandenburg said he felt great shame and accepted responsibility for his actions. The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reported he apologized to his co-workers, family, and the community. Uh, kind of reminds us of those capital rioters. Uh, upon reflection of the damage they had done, they, they realized they were actually committing crimes and not just living in some fantasy world. Yeah. Yeah, I can see how this would look pretty bad from uh, another perspective now that you mention it. You know, uh, a couple days, weeks have passed, and uh, yeah, that was a crime. I got a bit out of hand. Uh, yeah. I was kind of living in the moment. Watching you know? a little too much YouTube, I think. Got carried away. Uh, yeah. It happens. Now, next up, remember a few weeks ago when the country started hoarding gas as a result <laughs> of a hack that shut down one of the country's largest suppliers of gasoline and oil? Colonial Pipeline was the victim of a hack that seems to have originated in Russia, which shut down their computer systems and resulted in a temporary shortage of fuel and a spike in gas prices as Americans on the east coast of the country scrambled to buy up anything that was available and put it in any receptacle. Filling up laundry baskets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Garbage bags. Anything. Anything. Yeah. The shutdown, it lasted just a few days, and uh, the last thing we reported on was that Colonial Pipeline decided to just go ahead, nip this thing in the bud, and just pay the ransom. 75 Bitcoin. That's a lot. So, in, it, that way they could get all of their systems back online. Yeah. They, they said they weren't going to negotiate with the hackers, but they did. Cost-benefit analysis. Just pay the damn money. Yeah. Now it appears as though the federal government was able to locate and seize almost all of what was sent. But, hilariously... Mm -hmm. It lost a majority of its value in the process because of the free fall in value that cryptocurrency has seen since the ransom was paid. Yeah. Because they had to use actual cash, convert it to Bitcoin at the current rate that it was at, I don't know, three or four weeks ago. Yeah. And then send that Bitcoin to the hackers. It's funny because this usually works out the, uh, the opposite way. Like there were a few key cases from like the early days of Bitcoin that took years to resolve. Yeah. Like once the government got those Bitcoins, because it was the actual... The it was is in terms of Bitcoin, not in terms of monetary value. Yeah, like they made bank. The FBI made a lot of money. Yeah, if this months. had gone the opposite like way, Colonial Pipeline, it would have been a great investment opportunity. Yeah. Anyway, from the New York Times, the Justice Department said on Monday that it had seized much of the ransom that a major U.S. pipeline operator had paid last month to a Russian hacking collective, turning the tables on the hackers by reaching into a digital wallet to snatch back millions of dollars in cryptocurrency. Federal investigators tracked the ransom as it moved through a maze of at least 23 different electronic accounts belonging to DarkSide, the hacking group, before landing in one that a federal judge allowed them to break into, according to law enforcement officials and court documents. The Justice Department said it seized 63.7 bitcoins, valued at about $2.3 million. The value of bitcoin has dropped over the past month. Yeah, literally, even if they had gotten every single bitcoin from the hackers back and then handed it over to Colonial Pipeline, they still would have lost nearly half of the money that they had to convert to cryptocurrency simply because of that huge dip that's taken place over the past month. Yeah. So hopefully Colonial Pipeline has diamond hands or uh, I wonder what they will do. Will they get the like trade it back for U.S. dollars? Or do you think Colonial Pipeline's like, let it ride? Hodel. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're crypto investors at now this here point. At, at Colonial Pipeline. Come on, Elon. Uh, and regardless of the value, quote, Justice Department officials said that Colonial's willingness to quickly loop in the FBI helped recoup the ransom portion, and they credited the company for its role in a first-of-its-kind effort by a new ransomware task force in the department to hijack a cybercrime group's profits. So this was uh, actually a great beta test for a new FBI yeah. program in getting ransomware. And they're, uh, I haven't looked into it too much, but they're, they're, they're talking, like the DOJ's talking about treating ransomware like basically as this, at the same priority as, like, terrorism. I mean, yeah, Which, it has... A, it actually is probably a much bigger, more relevant threat than 
terrorism. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> clearly they this had an effect on yeah. the, the ability for Americans to and power their vehicles. Every two weeks, some yeah. some fucking company just yeah, gets the, polluting uh, like wastewater tra- plants and yeah. all kinds of stuff. So yes. It would make sense that this would be very high on a priority list, yeah, it should be. Uh, and be levied uh, or leveled the same way as terrorist activity because it is. And speaking of the FBI, we got a real whopper of a story coming up in uh, Tech News Day, which you should stay tuned for. I'll just be dropping tomorrow ish. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Tech News Day coming up. Uh, <laughs> a big, real wild big story. One. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you want to catch up on the latest, uh, be sure to watch our other episodes over here. We got a brand new episode of Weekly Weird News where. Uh, Art is just uh, a thought experiment at yeah. this point. And also a new episode of News Dump. Check both of those out, and we'll see you soon for that uh, that Tech News Day episode. Bye-bye. Bye.